Here we go. Yeah! The Earthbox Podcast. Welcome to the Earthbox Podcast. Well, hockey freaking God! Earthbox. That is a made-up name. It's my gamer tag. Yeah, he's a great man, by the way. Yeah, baby, yeah! Here we go. Like it! Come on, like it! Subscribe to it, please! Earthbox! Well, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I had one of those weekends where I feel like I need to get back to work so that I can have a break from my weekend. It was quite busy, full of chores. Now that there's not two feet of snow on the ground, my schedule is full of outdoor activities. Some of which I'm, uh, most of which, I'm not very excited about. Nevertheless, I hope you had a good one. I hope it was uh, restful and relaxing. I hope you loved your mother a little extra because it was Mother's Day. My wife had a wonderful Mother's Day. So did my mother. I assume she lives too far away for me to visit her. Nevertheless, I still feel guilty for not going to visit her. But God bless the mothers. Without them, we wouldn't be here. Now, people really don't like it when I bring up my sympathy for, and you know, I understand why people don't like it because it's probably undeserved sympathy. But I scroll through Twitter and I see several times people hating on actors and other celebrities, artists. In this case, Stephen King, because if you're aware of Stephen King's presence on Twitter, he likes to talk a lot of smack against conservatives, against the America First movement, against normal American values. And he really comes off like a douchebag, I'm not going to lie. But I piped up and said, you know what, let's, let's be sympathetic to these people who don't really have a choice. I mean, they have a choice. But just like vaccine mandates, is it really that much of a choice when the alternative is you don't get to work, you get to have no income? Those aren't great options. So I imagine someone behind the scenes pulling the strings saying, hey, Stephen King, if you don't spout some stupid, ignorant, leftist BS on social media, well, we might have to really uh, reevaluate your your publishing deals. Because how can you look at the state of media in culture and say, no, this is this is definitely organic. All the gender ideology and communist Marxist culture that has infected everything that we watch. It's, it's unavoidable. 
it's being blasted in our face 24-7. And I just can't believe that there's no one behind that, that there aren't sinister forces behind these movements demanding that elements of this cultural Marxist, uh, Marxist, uh, <laughs> okay, start it over, start it over. <laughs> elements of this cultural Marxism exist everywhere. It's not organic, and that's what bothers me about it. So I can't blame, I can't exclusively blame Stephen King because I think he's just trying to go along to get along. And what is really so awful about that? I mean, it's pretty awful if you're aware of what's going on. But if you're somebody like Stephen King, at the end of your life, I mean, Lord, how old is Stephen King? Tell me, Internet. Come on, come on, come on. 75. He would probably... I mean, look, if, if I'm being honest, exclusively honest, I'm 75 years old and somebody is telling me that we're going to ruin your legacy unless you do what we say. I mean, I'm... Uh, okay. I wouldn't go along with it. Screw Stephen King. Screw Stephen King and screw Stephen King... Uh, Stephen King. <laughs> screw Elon Musk's choice for the new CEO. Yes, that was the big news. Going into the weekend. Elon Musk decided on a CEO to replace him because he can't spend all of his time running Twitter when he needs to also run Tesla and SpaceX and the Boring Company and all of his other companies. He's trying to figure out how to get us to Mars. And that's kind of... If you really think that idea through to its completion, it's kind of a scary concept. Not to colonize Mars, but why do we... Wh what is the motivation to colonize Mars? You may have remembered a million years ago when I did a version of this podcast with a few others... We discussed a concept that I, the name is escaping me now, but it pertains to our dominance of our, our planet that indicates one level of our existence. And the goal being to dominate our galaxy from the position of energy production and control. 
and the concept being that we need to fully control all of the elements of our galaxy, harness the power of the sun, harness the power of the asteroid belts and the other planets to achieve this peak level of existence that will assure the perpetuation of the human race. And I think Elon Musk is concerned that Earth will not sustain the existence of the human race if we don't move beyond the restrictions of planet Earth and move into Mars and Venus and Jupiter and the asteroid belts and the moon. And then that introduces into the conversation, how are we going to do it? There are many people that believe we never landed on the moon. That we tried, we failed, and just to upset the Russians, we got together with Stanley Kubrick, who happened to be shooting uh, 2021 A Space Odyssey. And he helped the United States government fabricate the moon landing. Now, I'm a big fan of cons uh, conspiracy theories, but as that goes, I'm really not interested. It doesn't move the needle for me. Why would I care? Okay, so we didn't go to the moon. Hey, newsflash, the United States government lied. Big shocker. Okay. And I generally come down in the same place when it comes to the earth being flat or round. Who cares? I think that's more of a distraction than it is an actual theory that people believe in. I think it's most likely a PSYOP. Something that they can attach to other people who believe in other conspiracy theories that actually have valid points would entertain the idea that maybe the Earth is flat since you reach a certain point where you don't really believe anything that anybody says about anything. And then you think, mm, okay, yeah, maybe the Earth is flat. Maybe it could be. Since I don't believe NASA, which is just a mispronunciation of a Hebrew word, nasha, which means lie. These are the kind of things that people point to when they're trying to support their conspiracy theories. Elon Musk thinks that we live in a simulation. He actually believes that it's more likely that we live in a simulation than not. He thinks that it's possible that this is the base reality, in which case we should be moving towards creating a simulation. And he puts it in terms of video games. The technology for video games is increasing at such an exponential rate that the potential exists for us to create a video game that is indistinguishable from reality. 
So his question is, are we already living in the simulation or do we live in the base reality where we're trying to create the ultimate simulation? Where I just envision we're all living in pods similar to the Matrix. And when we die, well, what happens when we die? Those questions still remain. But in my opinion, if you, if you think about all of the problems that exist in our society and things like gender ideology, if a person really believes that they are a man trapped in a woman's body, or a woman trapped in a man's body. Well, it's a pretty easy explanation to say, oh, well, it's just, it's just a simulation. Something glitched out when you were coming in and turned you into a man. Sorry, lady. <laughs> but those, those kind of things are fun to think and talk about, right? They are, in my opinion. That's why I like to think and talk about them. But the internet was very upset this weekend because Elon Musk appointed this Linda Yaccarino, who people are now calling Linda Wokarino, uh, for uh, some of her connections. She was a chairman of Comcast, NBC Universal. And uh, she sat down and did this sort of bizarre interview with Elon Musk. And I have a bit of that. Oh, wow, this is the whole video. So, uh, the, it's going well. It's, it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> so, I think um, entertaining is one you know, way some people in the room describe Twitter today. It is. Train wrecks, arguably, are entertaining. <laughs> train wrecks happen sometime. <laughs> they happen sometime if you're dedicated. Like a train wreck. <laughs> um, you got to be dedicated to fixing them. But I think it's important to start with your vision of Twitter 2.0. Yeah. You yourself wrote, I would like to die knowing that humanity has a bright future. It's actually been quite apparent in all your other businesses, from the early days of PayPal, mm -hmm. to Tesla, to SpaceX, to maybe you contemplating a new AI company. Yeah. But how does the better humanity for the future fit into your Twitter 2.0 vision? Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, with the, the goal with, with, with Tesla is to advance sustainable energy. Uh, with SpaceX, uh, we've got Starlink, which is providing internet to the least served in the world, um, and also uh, hopefully getting humanity to Mars and back to the moon um, so we have an exciting future. I mean, it's important to bear in mind, like some of those people say, like, why are we sending money on space? Like, don't we have enough problems on Earth? But, you know, the thing is that, like, everyone needs a reason to be inspired. People need a reason to wake up in the morning. It can't just be about solving problems. They have to be, th have to be things that really in the heart. I think I just killed the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, uh, and, and going to the moon last century inspired the whole world. Yeah. 
and, and uh, hopefully going to Mars can do the same thing. Um, so then, it's a great question. Why take some time away from that uh, for, for Twitter? And Mike, you know, what, what I think is, is, is essentially in order for civilization to advance, uh, we've got to have um, freedom of speech. We've got to have a digital, yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> That's the big takeaway. Elon Musk says, I insist on freedom of speech. And the left says, freedom of speech is dangerous. And this Linda Yaccarino has numerous ties to not just the typical leftists from Comcast, NBC Universal, but also the World Economic Forum run by Klaus Schwab, bonafide supervillain who wants to uh, reduce Earth's population through any means necessary, it seems. And I'm sure you've seen the meme that says, you are the carbon that they want to reduce. Well, in this case, the they is the World Economic Forum, the United Nations. Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci. They're all cogs in the Great Reset machine that wants you to own nothing and be happy or something. So Linda Yaccarino, not a popular choice, but this gets me back to where I began the show, talking about Stephen King and playing along. How do we know that Linda Wokerino isn't just playing the game as the game must be played up to this point. How do we know that Elon Musk isn't freeing Linda Yaccarino from the shackles of the New World Order? It remains to be seen. We could be pleasantly surprised. A popular Twitter user, ALX, posted on May 11th, regardless of who the new X slash Twitter CEO is, Elon will still be executive chair. And especially after our conversation today, I'm confident he'll ensure that the company stays true to Twitter 2.0 values. Ensuring the platform allows the most free speech possible is a top priority for him. To which Elon responded, The commitment to open source transparency and accepting a wide range of viewpoints remains unchanged. So I guess we'll find out. There are people that still have accounts suspended. People who point to Elon Musk's tweet when he first took over Twitter saying, 
if your account was suspended or banned from arbitrary because of arbitrary rule violations, we'll bring you back in. And people have made memes and videos refuting this position because they still have their account suspended. And that makes me think, well, what did you really do? I was reading a Reddit post a few months ago where a person who worked for a company that I'm familiar with was asking what he should do now that he's been fired. And he said, I only did this and I got fired and I can't come back and... The red flags were going off in my mind, telling me there's an element to the story here that's missing. There's a part of this equation that I don't have, which is creating an anomaly in the, in the ultimate answer. You couldn't have been fired for this thing that you're claiming to be fired for because that's not reasonable. It doesn't ring true. It offends my common sense. So what really happened? What did you really do to get your account suspended? What did you really do to get fired? Because people are liars. People just make up a story to Prey on your goodwill, your uh, kindness. What is that old cliche? Do not mistake my kindness for weakness. And that's essentially what's happening in our, in our media, in our news media. They piece these stories together a lot of times made up out of nothing to prey on our kindness, to prey on our benevolence. It's where the entire woke move movement found its footing. And now the, the news media takes tragedies, flips them on their head, and makes the victims look like the criminals, and the criminals look like the victims. Like this story with Jordan Neely. He was the guy on the subway who got choked out by a former Marine, Daniel Penny or Daniel Perry. See, that's the weird part. We've had two separate instances of self-defense one involving a Daniel Perry and another involving a Daniel Penny. So uh, Daniel Perrin might want to be careful about how he conducts his business for the next few months. This guy's, is this guy's name in this article anywhere? I want to say it's Daniel Penny is the Marine. 
Daniel Penny, an ex-Marine, had an altercation with this Jordan Neely character. Attempted to put him in a, in a choke hole, in a, a sleeper hold. Grabbed the guy around the neck, put the pressure just in the right place, so he passes out and is no longer a danger to himself and others. Well, that didn't go as planned. And Jordan Neely died. The beloved Michael Jackson impersonator. So I think, I, I believe the, the story went, Daniel Penny was arrested and then released. And now the corrupt DA, yeah, Alvin Bragg himself, charged him with murder and he was looking at 25 years. Then the public cried out. And the corrupt DA, Alvin Bragg, the same DA going after Donald Trump on made-up charges, reduced the charge to second-degree manslaughter. What do you think? Is that, is that fitting? Is that fair? Why does mainstream media make Jordan Neely, who'd been arrested 40 times and had allegedly, according to a Reddit user, uh, tried pushing somebody, tr tried pus pushing this Reddit user onto the train tracks just the day before. Why is he the victim? Well, that's because the message coming to us from the establishment is that if you try to defend yourself, you will be made the criminal. Story after story comes to us of people being attacked on the streets. Last week, a man was slashed across the back with a cleaver on the train by a mentally ill homeless person. Look at this headline from the New York Post. Subway shoves in New York City exceed number of incidents compared to last year. The city's beleaguered transit system has already seen people violently shoved from the platform at least 25 times this year. It's May. A total of 22 people have been shoved in the subway system as of October 16th, and another three subway attacks have occurred since then. Last year, the city tallied a grand total of 21 subway shoves prior to October 16th. Two of the subway tax attacks this year have been fatal. Heriberto Quintana, 48, was killed when he bumped into another man, Carlos Garcia, whose cell phone then fell onto the tracks. Garcia demanded Quintana retrieve the phone but Quintana refused, leading to a scuffle on the platform before Garcia allegedly punched Quintana 
in the face and caused him to roll onto the tracks. Where are the police? Well, they're nowhere. Because this is what the left wants for you. They want you to live in an urban hellscape where danger is around every corner. And if you try to take the law into your own hands, well, they're going to throw you in jail. Because not only do they want to restrict the funding to the police, who we've all agreed on in our civil society that the police will be the ones responsible for keeping us safe, for keeping crime off the streets, and putting the criminals in jail where they belong. We're going to defund the police, and we're going to criminalize self-defense. And if you don't like it, well, then I guess just move to Florida, but keep voting blue. I think that's been the game all along. Look at this Fox News article. New York Governor Hochul calls for justice in Jordan Neely subway chokehold death involving Marine veteran. Well, Governor, has, has justice not already been served? When are we going to find out about the fentanyl? When are we going to get some toxicology reports that say, oh, he was high on fentanyl at the time, and that's why he was acting so... <coughs> Excuse me. That's why he was acting so erratic. What's the summarizer? I've... <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. I switched my search from DuckDuckGo to the default Brave uh, search engine that comes with my Brave browser, which is, I think, the best alternative to, like, an Internet Explorer or a Google Chrome browser. But I just, I try to stay away from Google and YouTube. That's why I post my videos exclusively to Rumble. But this program is audio first, so please follow me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or any other podcast platform you prefer. But here we have this nice summarizer feature on the Brave browser and the Brave search engine. Jordan Neely, a homeless man who was choked to death on a subway in New York City, was self-medicating with K2 to treat his depression when he was choked to death by a Marine. An autopsy revealed that Neely died due to compression of the neck. Daniel Penny, the Marine who choked Neely, has not been charged with a crime in relation to Neely's death. Well, this is outdated info. But he claims he acted in self-defense and that he's never intended to harm the former Michael Jackson impersonator. A police source claimed that toxicology tests on Neely were incomplete and his death was ruled a homicide by the city medical examiner. So I wonder how much pressure was applied to the medical examiner to rule that it was a homicide. And why did we rule that it was a homicide if the toxicology tests are incomplete? Shouldn't we wait until we have complete results before we're ruling? 
So where did that pressure come from? Daily Mail. Daily Mail has really turned themselves around. I don't know what K2 is. Maybe they, uh, maybe they tell us here in this article. But boy, a few years ago, Daily Mail used to be just a leftist propaganda rag. It just says K2 over and over again. K2, K2, K2. What is K2? Tell me, internet. Spice, a synthetic designer drug that mimics THC, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. So beware of anything that they try to compare to marijuana because I've dabbled a bit myself. And some of these, not only synthetic marijuana products, but even concentrated marijuana products are not good, in my opinion. They're dangerous and upsetting. These drugs are often marketed and sold under the guise of herbal incense or potpourri and are being abused for their psychoactive properties. So how long until we find out that it creates tremendous strain on the central nervous system and uh, respiratory system and uh, et cetera. <laughs> I mean, this is what, we've, what we went through with George Floyd. It was all outrage. And then we find out, oh, wait, he was high on drugs that severely affected the uh, circulatory system. Boy, my words are on point this morning. It is morning. I am very out of sorts. But another headline from the New York Post. Multiple people arrested as chaos erupts during NYC protest over fatal chokehold of Jordan Neely. So George Soros dispatched his stormtroopers and George Soros and others. Isn't it? It's, it's really it's odd and unfortunate that these protesters are uh, largely college age, largely unemployed. And this is the climate. People are poor, they're desperate, they're homeless. Or they're college students, which I mean, what's what's the difference? Homeless in college, you're you're broken away from home, tortured daily. <laughs> Could you imagine going to college? Ugh. Tried and I guess failed. My time in college was uh, torture. No money, no time, no sleep. Four jobs. All to sit around and learn at the pace of the dumbest person in class. And what a racket, too, by the way. In college, you, if, if you're a college professor, you can write your own textbook 
sell it for $180, and then write a new textbook every year, mandate that it be the textbook for every student in your class, and laugh all the way to the bank. And then you can justify it to yourself by saying, oh, well, the kids got those college loans. Just like the healthcare system and health insurance. Oh, well, the hospitals can charge whatever they want because insurance is just going to cover it. Do you see the pattern forming here? Essentially, these education institutions look at their fees system the same way that hospitals look at their fee system because from a higher education standpoint, oh, it's they justify it as being worth it because they're just going to get a great high-paying job and they're going to be able to pay these loans back right away. How's that working out for you? Next time you're in Starbucks, ask the barista where they went to college. These kids go to college campuses, meet with counselors, and get talked into a liberal arts degree. So now they're hundreds of thousands of dollars in the hole with their student loans, earning a degree that won't get them a job. So is it a shock that Linda Yaccarino would uh, align herself with the World Economic Forum and leftist media outlets so that she can work? This is how our country is being overthrown. Desperation and manipulation from people like George Soros and Merrick Garland. And these people, they gather funding. So (coughs) they're all being helped by military intelligence, the CIA, the FBI. And it's being facilitated by these people like Merrick Garland and Alejandro Mayorkas holding press conferences saying white supremacy is the biggest problem in our nation. And that this was another big story that was out yesterday. Apparently this Patriot Front group had a march through Washington and they're uh, allegedly aligned with the feds, according to the people in the know. It's a very one dimensional group. I encourage you to look up some pictures. In fact, I'm sure I can find some. Here we go on the fly. My mom hates it when I do this. Oh, come on. You're making me decide. Here we go. These are, these are images from this weekend. And look, they're, they're all covering their faces. And even when they're arrested, 
which is usually the time that the police officers would take the mask off. DC police were just uh, handcuffing them. For what reason, it remains unknown, a publicity stunt. And they all get to leave their masks on. Now, this is because, in my opinion, these are federal agents. They're putting on a play. Hey, everybody. It's and Mother's Day, too, by the way. Like, do they not have mothers? Hey, everyone. Let's get together and pretend to be white supremacists and march around the Capitol. It'll be great photos. And this is all to support this statement from Merrick Garland. The number of open FBI domestic terrorism investigations this year has increased significantly. According to an unclassified summary of the March intelligence assessment, the two most lethal elements of the domestic violence extremist threat are racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and militia violent extremists. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. Lies. Now, if you ask me, this is the guy running the show. This is the guy driving our country into the gutter. Because no, none, none would dare stand up against him. Not if they don't want an endless, an endless string of investigations like Donald Trump. You know, they wanted to appoint this guy to the Supreme Court. Lifelong position. Boy, we dodged a bullet on that one. So he says... It's white supremacy. And the FBI says, okay, it's white supremacy. We're going to go fabricate a bunch of cases to create an appearance of white supremacists running wild. So we bring a bunch of feds in on Mother's Day to dress up like white supremacists. And go buck wild. China, 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 China. <laughs> Where's Donald Trump saying China when I need it? I can't, I can't go down the rabbit hole of the corrupt DOJ because, I mean, it's there. It exists. I can't pretend like it's not a real thing. But boy, it gets dark really fast when you realize that the bad guys are in charge of the police. And it really makes me wonder like where the mob and mobs involvement lands in this quagmire of just disaster policies for our country. Because it sure seems like we're being run by the mob, doesn't it? And they, they have, they have to craft this narrative. They craft this narrative where white people are the problem. White supremacy is, is the supreme threat. 
And that's why we don't get to have uh, uh, Audrey Hale's manifesto. You know, Audrey Hale was the trans person that went on a shooting spree at a Christian school and killed three kids and three teachers. Well, she wrote a manifesto. We were supposed to learn about it. Got this headline from the New York Post. Nashville officials... <coughs> Nashville officials say they will release shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto, then quickly back down. The release of Covenant School shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto has been delayed yet again as Metro Nashville Police Department officials claim their attorneys told them to hold off amid a pair of lawsuits. They don't want us to know that she didn't have a radical white supremacist agenda. And how weird is it that every time something like this happens, the FBI comes out and goes, oh yeah, he was on our radar. She was on our radar. We were aware that she was a psycho, mentally ill, gun-toting whack job. We just let her keep doing her thing because, oh, because of her constitutional rights. The ones that they just crap all over when you're not a conservative or when, when you are a conservative. And another example of uh, justice gone wild. You remember E. Jean Carroll, the uh, absolute nutcase that is accusing. She accused Donald Trump of rape. She said that Donald Trump ran into her in a department store and cornered her in a dressing room and tried to pull down her tights. Well, let's hear a little bit from E. Jean Carroll, this Donald Trump accused victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown out. Victim. You don't feel victim. Victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just, you know, I think most people think of rape as a I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. (laughs) What a nutcase. And that's not all. I encourage you, go to Donald Trump's Truth Social, and you can see a long list of social media posts that are just out of this world. So this was a civil case in New York because the statute of limitations wouldn't allow a criminal case or a civil case for that matter. However, the New York legislature passed a law just for Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll. 
No joke. They passed a law that only exists for one year, specifically created to allow this woman to sue Donald Trump in civil court. Now, even though she's claiming rape by Donald Trump or sexual assault or whatever she's claiming, she can't get her story straight, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in New York. Because a corrupt judge allowed the case to proceed and a corrupt jury found that Trump was liable, not of rape, but of battery, and has to pay $5 million. This is how Donald Trump responded. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be, speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial. We'll for be any conservative. This decision. It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. You have somebody running for office. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it. And the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam. And it's a shame. And it's a disgrace to our country. Text Trump to 88022. <laughs> That's the end of the video there if you're listening on audio. <laughs> what an absolute disaster this justice system is. How can we... How can, how can you operate in a civil society when you don't know what the rules are? Which is exactly the point here. If you're a leftist criminal, you can operate with impunity. But if you're a conservative trying to defend yourself, well, you're going to go to jail for as long as they can possibly put you in jail for. The end. The answer is get out of your city. Get out of your city three years ago. Because now you're stuck. Unless you're a millionaire. And if you're a millionaire, then it's likely that you've already gotten out of your city. Like Tim, Tim Poole lived in New Jersey. And was fortunately uh, wealthy enough. I don't know. That's, I don't like using that word. But Tim Poole's done very well for himself. He moved to West Virginia. He has a house out in the wilderness where he can raise chickens and grow a garden and protect himself from just the degeneracy of our, what our cities have become under this George Soros influence.
which I'll have to get into in the next show. Here are some of these uh, E. Jean Carroll posts that Trump has shared on his Truth Social page. I'll read a few of them here. How do you know your, quote, unwanted sexual advance is unwanted until you advance it? This is E. Jean Carroll. There is no such thing as a slut, only sexual geniuses. A chap is not a mind reader. Show him what you like, or he will soon regret he even has a penis. Any ideas how to dominate a man? With a shot from the movie Wolf of Wall Street. It's not the most beautiful woman, no. No, it's the woman who makes the least mistakes, who seduces the most men. I wonder how many sexual partners E. Jean Carroll has had. She once referred to her black husband as an ape, and her cat's name is Vagina. This woman is a sexual deviant. But a vindictive court and a vindictive jury decided that Donald Trump has to give her $5 million. And I said to myself, what a wonderful world. That's right. Stay out of the justice system at all costs. Don't do it. Don't go there. Honestly, if I was Daniel Penny and I accidentally killed a homeless person on the subway who was threatening me and the other passengers, I'd probably be out of the country. Because do you think a New York jury is going to find that guy innocent? Do you think he acted with innocence? Do you think he was trying to do the right thing and protect himself and the other passengers? I don't think a New York judge or a New York jury is going to see it that way. Now, probably the best news of the week, which I've saved for last because we want to go out on a positive note. Donald Trump absolutely brutalizing CNN in his first town hall since announcing that he was running for president. And I think it's safe to say he's back. Here's some highlights. Turn Are you down. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were I would sit down. Let let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, If I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin. I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, 
Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? In, I'll say this. Office. I want Europe to put up more money because they're in for 20 billion. We're in for 170. But and they should an be and they should, should the equalize. And she never shuts up. Plenty of money. They should equalize. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. And they went up. OK. <laughs> My poll numbers went up, and they went up with the other fake charge, too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, a very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wasn't allowed to put that in. All of these things, he would, but with her, they could put in anything. When they went to the Capitol, and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did, you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at... On January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before. Over 140 officers were injured that day. And a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes. You know what? She was killed, and she shouldn't have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there was no reason to shoot her. At blank range, cold blank range, they shot her. And she was a good person. She was a patriot. One there was no was reason. There. To, there was no reason. And he went on television to brag about the fact that he killed her. Everybody that was president wanted to get rid and tried to get rid of Roe v. Wade. You mean For Republicans. 50 years. Republicans. For 50 years. This has been going on. Actually, a couple of Democrats, too. But for 50 years, this has been going on. I was able to do it. And I was very honored to do it. But by doing it, Things are happening that are very, very positive. Well, I didn't mean for my my music to start right there. I don't know why this uh, and and my equipment here is not responding. What in the world is going on? Give me a break here. There, finally. Quiet down, you. All right. Well, that was disastrous, but <laughs> we're moving on. Now, that was CNN's biggest ratings in who knows how long, years? And quiet for crying out loud, this is killing me. And they cut the, so this is CNN's biggest ratings in years, probably. Fox Fox News with Tucker Carlson type numbers. And get this, they cut it short by 20 minutes. Here's what I think happened. I think CNN thought they were going to stick it to Donald Trump. They were going to get him in there. They were going to agitate him. 
They were going to make him, they were going to make him their little puppet. They were going to play him like a fiddle and make him say all of these things that were going to be very bad for him, especially with things like the election being rigged, which wasn't included in that little highlight reel. <coughs> Instead, Trump dominated the town hall, was a darling to all of his fans. And the leftist wackos that like CNN were outraged, absolutely outraged. So they cut it 20 minutes short. And I think Donald Trump is back, baby. I think he's back and he's maybe better than ever. I think he's learned from some of his mistakes. He's, uh, Certainly not the most articulate. But was he ever? I think he scared the hell out of the left. And it's going to be an excellent election season. So with that, we'll hit the outro music. <laughs> hey, it's a one-man show, people. I'm going to ask for your patience very politely and respectfully. Please search out this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find finer podcasts. Follow me on Rumble. Follow me on social media. Add me on Discord. Earthbox hashtag 1256. And we'll communicate. I'll have you on. We can debate. Bring it on. I'll be back.